Welcome to Ear for Fear. This is Donovan. Hey, and I'm Rick. And this is the podcast where we talk about scary movies or movies trying to be scary. Cool. Uh, today we're talking about uh, 2014's uh, Creep. Before you and I uh, jump into this, let's do a quick uh, rundown of what the movie's about. A uh, struggling young videographer answers an online ad for a one-day job in a remote town to record the last messages of a dying man. When he notices the man's odd behavior, he starts to question his intentions. Welcome, uh, welcome back there, Donovan. You took a little hiatus, uh, you know, from uh, from the podcasting scene. It's it hasn't been <laughs> hasn't been too long, right? No, it's it only been two weeks. No, it's not a hiatus. Been, if I'm like, it's been like a month to be gone. I think it was a month ago. Really? Yeah, I think it's no. been a month. Okay. I don't remember what we did. What did we do a month ago? Mm. We did Tremors. Oh, Tremors, yeah. yeah, yeah, great flick, good movie. Yeah, so welcome back. Uh, you know, not a lot has changed uh, since you know since you've been gone. Uh, you know, we're still we're still stuck in this. Uh, you know, twenty twenty mm-hmm. just seems to never end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What what sucks is I think twenty twenty is going to go into twenty twenty one, which God. is the the worst part. <laughs> That's what really sucks. Yeah, but you know, hey, I, I guess uh, on a positive note, you're starting a, a a new job. We won't mention any companies, but that's a good thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty exciting uh, for you. Yeah, I start tomorrow actually from when we're recording this, and it's you know a little scary, a little nerve wracking. I've already said goodbye to my old company, which was you know a little hard. Um, yeah, but you know I don't know the work itself seems to be a little interesting, and that's exciting to me. Um, even though I've heard it's quite hard and challenging, um, but you know new office, new people, a uh, new, new like, challenge. New challenge for you. Honestly, it's not even that. It's like no. the office etiquette. Because <laughs> you get used oh, to yeah. like one office. <laughs> it's true. And true. then it's like things, you know, there's a whole bunch of different people and different management. And we'll see how all that goes. I think you're going to do great. Uh, you're you're a smart, uh, smart kid. I, I call you kid because you're my kid. But you're you're a damn you're approaching 30 here, which is just nuts. Yeah. But, but, but yeah, you're going to do you're going to do fine. It's going to be good for you. Thanks. You know? Thanks, dad. Yeah. So uh 2014's creep, uh you you picked this, but it was kind of like a spur of the moment thing, right? Yeah. Uh, we were originally going to do the whaling um but I think we didn't want to go somewhere so dark, so heavy, right? Yeah. And then so we 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 picked a movie that was shorter like lengthwise and we're like, okay, how dark can a movie be? when it's only 80 minutes long <laughs> yeah and it turns out well they, it could actually be pretty dark um yeah, yeah. So, so so we did spare ourselves like another hour of misery but this movie was pretty uncomfortable to watch too it was yeah. uh so initial react so you and i watched this last night but we didn't talk about it at all because i always like to just ask you you know when we we sit down and do this what did you what did you think about this did you like this I think we went into the movies saying there was only two actors, and that's basically right, right? There's like right, a, basically yes, that's it. Two two guys. There's like a a voice that we hear on the phone later on in the film, um, but basically it's only two physical people on camera at any one point. Um, and I was like, uh, that's interesting. Um, but the problem with that is, is that uh, you know you, you have to be a really good actor to sell it. And I thought. Um, 
the character who plays Jonathan, like, mur- oh, oh, you mean Joseph? Joseph, sorry. Joseph, yeah, it's okay. Uh, like, killed it. She was really good. Yeah, and the, but yeah. the guy playing Aaron, I thought was just kind of like okay. Well, Aaron, yeah. So, so two guys, and and one of them is actually the director of this film, which is which is Aaron. Aaron's okay. the actual director of this movie. So, so we I gave him a pass because he's busy directing this thing and and kind of being a co-star, mm-hmm. you know. And Joseph was fantastic. I don't know if we've ever seen this guy before uh, or he ever since. He reminds me I, of Ron Livingston. Ron Living. Oh, Ron Livingston. No, mm-hmm. hold on a second. Which uh, the guy from um office space am i getting his name wrong uh from office oh oh i know who you're talking about i don't know if that's his name is that his name you're probably right the the actual the actual star of office space Mm -hmm. really you know who he kind of reminded me of and you're not going to know this at all yeah i got his name you got his name right okay my bad uh is uh he kind of looked like to me like a younger version of dom irera and you have will have no idea who Dom Irera is, but he was a comedian. He's a lot older now, but he was kind of popular a little bit in the 80s and maybe early 90s. Not super popular like some of these big comics, but but enough to, to you know, that's who he looked like to me. So every time we're watching him, it reminded me of a young Dom Irera. And, yeah. and our audience going to go, who the hell is Dom Irera? Yeah, but, but look him up. Look him up. Um, yeah, what's interesting is... Like there's obviously preconceptions that go into a movie or I'm sorry, not a movie, but when you look at a person and if the person's attractive, like this guy is, you tend to like give them a little bit more of a benefit of a doubt than you probably should. And this guy's behavior is pretty weird right from the get go. But you're like, okay, maybe he's just like an eccentric, nice guy. Yeah. You know, he obviously seems to be doing well for himself. He has a family supposedly. And, you know, he's he's handsome. Yeah. So, you you, you know, you kind of like create a narrative in this head explaining or justifying some of his behavior. And then, you know, obviously that gets broken away or teared down as we watch the movie. But uh, so, OK, so, you know, two people, one actor is really good. The other and despite him being in the dark, he's still acting in the movie, right? Yeah. The other one, he's OK. He's OK. So whenever uh, Joseph is on screen, I'm like all for this movie. Yes. Whenever Aaron is on the film and he's probably got like 15 minutes is like actual screen time. You know, it's just kind of like, OK. Yeah, I was it, yeah, like, I, I found as as it, towards the end of the movie, when we saw more of Aaron, it was kind of boring for me. Like, I uh, was not really be, he wasn't believable to me. Um, yeah, he doesn't lack. Yeah. He doesn't have the screen presence that he, he does. And that's OK. And like I said, I give him a pass because he's the director of this movie. And I think it's a it's a it's a pretty good movie. Uh, you know, I had seen the poster for this, never saw the movie. And then when you when you recommended recommended it, I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of remember the poster for that, but I don't I, I don't think I ever saw a trailer for it. Didn't know anything about it, so we went into this blind, um, and I thought it was pretty good. I, I you know I I um, yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. It was uh, Joseph is quite um, the character. Joseph is is yeah eccentric would be a good word. Uh, you know we we definitely get these weird vibes from him by some of the stories he tells and and his some of the the stuff that he does during the movie um but you know you could chalk this up as to just you know this you know the story we get from him is that he's dying he's got like two to three months to live he's got a brain tumor who knows i mean you know a brain tumor you know that it could be doing some stuff to the way you're acting and the way you know or the way you're interacting with with Aaron and stuff, you know, you don't know what what it could do. And so it's look, I mean, right off the bat, we're thinking, yeah, this the dude's probably lying. But let's give him the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, and as this thing plays out, it's yeah, it's it's just it doesn't get like super like dark for me until towards the, the latter of the movie. Um, it's such a short movie. I think it's 70 minutes ish, 70 something minutes. So I would say the last maybe 20 minutes. And the other stuff is, you know, there is some freaky stuff happening here with stories and stuff, especially the whole wolf mask that we'll get to later. But, you know, but what did they, they call this a found footage psychological horror film? Would you call it that? Is that sound about right? Whenever you come to these movies, it's always weird because it's like you, 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 you quote unquote, find the footage. But like, who's putting it all together? And we'll yeah. talk about that a little bit later. So there's always this question of, well, did the character survive? And he's the one editing everything together to then show to other people, you know, or did some 
rando person come in, find the footage, edit it all together, or you know, like like why am how am I watching this? Basically, how yeah. how how was the footage found? So you know, that's the like benefit to a found footage film. And if you can't answer that question appropriately throughout the movie, then you kind of like screwed up yeah. <laughs> because it because otherwise, why would it be a found footage film? Um, outside of you know you're confined to this perspective of the person with the camera um so we'll get more into that a little bit later i think the movie does a pretty good job of answering that question actually um what was your question again uh oh just just would you you know they're they're characterizing this as a found footage psychological horror film and i i yeah and i guess i would that's that's pretty accurate right i mean i don't know what else you would call this i mean i mean the movie doesn't go out of its way to like inflict bodily harm to its characters ever really um not really yeah Yeah. so it's basically all just talking and uh being afraid of what a character might do as opposed to what he will do or i'm sorry is doing um so like they take a movie like i don't know let's just say like nightmare on elm street or Mm -hmm. halloween where the horror is like physical bodily harm to the character and you know, that's established through physical bodily harm. But in this movie, it's all the threat of that. And we don't actually see that really ever. Um, So it's like, yeah, like it's, it's playing on that psychological aspect of what could happen to me. Why hasn't it happened to me? And so your mind is constantly trying to fill in this last puzzle piece, but you know, it's, it's the keep the puzzle keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and you can't do that. Uh, until the very end of the movie anyway yeah so yeah it's that genre i think is right on the money um is this as like psychologically thrilling as maybe like a tale of two sisters no but i think the horror is also very different because i think this movie is trying its best to you know establish itself in reality you know like what if you did come across this yeah stalker-esque persona that was unpredictable and you know how much benefit of a doubt would you give this person based on like your own empathy and how believable this person Mm -hmm. is when they're, you know, finally quote unquote, getting rid of the facade. So, yeah. Um, and I think this movie is quite effective. Um, you're not, you're never quite sure where Joseph lies on anything really, especially when we get into, you know, like 30 minutes in, we get to what would be like the end of the day. And then Joseph starts to, you know, reveal a little bit more about his personality. And then, yeah. later on in the movie we you know like what is true and what isn't right yes so yeah there's a lot of a lot of like interesting things this movie is doing that i think does really well and what i thought was cool is this movie establishes a timeline you know like eight hours one day yeah you know once this day is over we're done but the movie keeps on going like after that day is over so you're yeah. you're expecting whatever bad is going to happen to aaron to happen in at that night yes but it yes. doesn't so, you know, I think that's a really smart thing that this movie does. And it's, you know, one of a few really smart things I think this movie does and makes it quite good, in my opinion, and worth watching. Um, so anyway, to get back to why we watch this movie, this movie's actually been on my radar for oh. a very long time. Oh, OK. Um, I think I get this movie mixed up with the one Elijah Wood is in, where he also plays like a, oh, a maniac maniac, which is a remake. OK. Yeah. So I, I get these two films mixed up. I think I keep thinking that Elijah, this movie is maniac or a creep or whatever like I, I just get them mixed up yeah, in my head yeah but the shot of him on the stairs at, at yeah. night i've known about that shot for years and okay. it's a really good yeah. shot you it know, is it's it very is. scary it is that, that intimidating light, yeah the light hitting you know hitting the, the you know his body and then the casting that almost like a shadow it's like this this dark figure and you know yeah it's just a he's a black silhouette full of mystery it's really like in yeah. tune with the movie and the only thing i remember again was the poster i think that's the only thing i ever remember seeing about this movie was the poster don't think i ever read about it saw anything on it you know and so when you showed it to me and i'm like oh, i'm like oh yeah i remember that so not nah, us watch it I, we ne- neither of us had ever seen it so it's like yeah let's give it a shot you know it yeah. had got good good reviews good ratings right i mean and that's I mean, we don't necessarily do a movie because of the ratings, but it doesn't hurt sometimes when a lot of people across the board are saying, hey, it's pretty good, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, I thought it was uh, thought it was, a you know, a, a, for super low budget, I'm sure. I don't know what the budget was. Had to be super low, probably in the, you know, 20, 30,000 range, maybe even less, you know. 
uh, two two guys. It looks like the you know he, when Aaron's driving up, you know to to go because I think he's going to get paid a thousand dollars. He just he's struggling, right? He needs money, and so it's like ah, uh, you know. Um, I don't, I don't know if I would do something like that. You know, I guess if you're in, if you're in need of some cash because, you know, you're a struggling videographer, uh, I don't know, man, I don't know if I'd go, you know, meet a, a complete stranger kind of out in this little small town in the middle of nowhere in the mountains, at least by myself, but okay. You know, I would almost say, Hey, buddy, come with me. I'll give you a hundred bucks. I keep 900 <laughs> just, just so I don't get murdered, you know, but, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's funny because he gets there. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of up on a hill. I mean, it, it, to me, it almost, it almost spanked of something from say Lake Tahoe, you know, um, or, or, you know, something, something like that. Um, and, uh, you know, he goes up these stairs and of course, you know, right off the bat, it's like, there's no answer. No one's at the door, but he sees, he sees that the ax almost like the foreshadowing of this thing, you know, like we know at some point down the road, this ax is going to come into play and, you know, um, so, you know, he, he goes to wait down in his car, uh, and then he, we get the immediate, you know, introduction to Joseph, which is a jump scare that got me. Did it get you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that got me. Basically every jump scare in the movie with Joseph got me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really like immediately it's like he, you know, it's the banging on the, the banging on the uh, car window and it's, and he doesn't look, you know, he, he. He doesn't look, um, I don't know, you know, a weird right off the bat. I mean, I guess, you know, um, he's wearing like a jumpsuit. Looks like he just maybe, I don't know, took a run, you know, right? I mean, took a yeah, run. And but then it's like, that's all he wears. That's all he wears. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so he's, you know, he gives them, uh, you know, he they go up to the house and, and you know, he he basically tells him, hey, look, you know, Aaron, I'm I'm dying um, I, I think he said he had cancer. He beat it with chemo and he's got a brain tumor now. Um, got two to three months to live. I have a wife. She's pregnant and I want to do a video of, uh, you know, of kind of like my last days. So I have something to show my son. And which is, I mean, it's, you know, it's believable to me, you know. Um, this is supposedly a vacation home, right? Is that what this is? This is supposedly a vacation home of him. He's, we 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 find out from him that he's supposedly uh, well off. You know, he has money. Um, again, as this plays out, we realize that Joseph is just a a very good liar. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, so yeah. But I mean, I don't know, Aaron. He he's very touchy, hugging Aaron, high fives. You know, um, and then we immediately go go to which right off the bat. I mean. If you're getting a, a weird vibe about this guy, your next the, the 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 first footage you're filming is him in the bathtub. That's dude. I I don't know, man. Immediately, I think I'm out. Here's your grand back. I'm I'm I don't need a thousand bucks that bad, you know. Yeah, and I think it's you know it comes back to this question of uh, how trusting should you be to a complete stranger? Yeah. How like what's What's the benefit of the doubt? Like how much benefit of the doubt can you give to a person who's constantly acting like outside of societal norms? Right. Yeah. So like this guy is stripping in front of you, but he did say that he wants you to film everything. So did you just not read into that appropriately? So really it's probably your fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's like putting these questions into your brain and like, whoa, whoa, dude, I'm, this is okay. Right. And I'm even asking if you're comfortable. Yeah. Right. You know, I told, I said, let's do everything. Right. And then he's giving him hugs, high fives. He's trying to put him at ease and try to get him in like this comfortable space. So like when he does push the boundary, it's like, well, you know, I've done everything I could for you, man. So do you want to keep going a little bit further? And then of course the answer is yes. Of course, like we're going to find out later that Joseph, um, probably used to this type of behavior because he's always testing the boundaries of everyone he meets. Yeah, And that's because he's looking for that right person. So any person who's going to go through that and his is basically like a nice delicacy for him. It's like a nice little treat. So do you think if, if Aaron originally just was like, yeah, dude, I don't think I'm comfortable with this, not necessarily leaves, but, but, you know, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, so as Aaron allows these things to happen, joseph gets more excited is that what you're kind of that's exactly what i'm saying yeah like this is all 
Like, let's just go ahead and say the spoiler warning now so yeah. we don't have to skirt around anything anymore. Yeah. Um, so if you want to watch the movie, just know that we really like it and we both recommend it, I believe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, so Joseph is basically creating like a nice marinated steak of a human um, through like the guise of like friendship and like um, like a relationship with this person. And he does it by making them reveal intimate details about them, hugging them, high-fiving them, basically establish, establishing any sort of rapport he can. Um, so getting naked, that's one thing. Mm. Revealing an ashamed story, that's another thing. Yeah. You know, clipping their hair, it's another, you know. Yeah. Like, basically, how empathetic can I get this person to be towards me? And all that is just a nice spice on this, like, like constantly marinated steak for him yeah so the more he can make this person believe that he is an okay person despite everything yeah that's better for him it's like, he's, it's he's basically more... trying to create a very trusting um like friendship yeah. right so it's like it's like all these things fits his bill because as we find out later on he's done this before he's he's just a psycho and so all of these things kind of checks his checks off his box right you know, so like you're saying, like it's a, it gets him excited, you know, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's all in this, you know, it's fun it, for him. It's, you know, it's, I don't think it's like a sexual thing, but it's like, it's, uh, he says later on in the movie that you know, he likes to act, you know? Yeah. You know, he's basically, he's a pathological liar. Yes. You know, yeah. he's constantly lying and inventing things and he couldn't do that in, and this is whether or not you believe anything he's saying. Right. And I think it's totally okay to not. But if let's just say we uh, give it a little bit of truth, which I think the movie's playing on this idea again and it's putting us in Aaron's shoes, it's very it's very interesting. But anyway, let's just say we 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 get a little nugget of truth that he is a pathological liar. He does like to invent things, and he has seen like professionals to have diagnosed him. Yeah, um, and that we believe that him trying acting didn't work out for him because it wasn't quote unquote real. So he wants to create like quote unquote real relationship through his own invented falsehoods and because he gets off on that in whatever way that means. I don't think it's purely sexual, but you know, I like to think of it like a nice juicy steak. Mm. You know, if you're really craving like a steak, it's not going to be satisfied until you get a nice bite and chew it and swallow it. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that. Um and so like creating this um friendship based on all of his lies mm. is what gets them going and any person who can be receptive to that in any sort of degree is good. And the more they are receptive to it, the juicier his steak is. Yeah. So that's kind of my, um, uh, reading on his character. I didn't look, you know, it's funny. I didn't, I didn't really, uh, think about that when we watched it last night. Now that we're talking about it, it makes complete sense. So you like, know, it's, it's hold on. Sorry. Yeah. So no, like, okay. uh, just to answer your question. So if Aaron left, I think that's a bad stake. I'm not going to like bother with yeah, that. Is this, yeah. Maybe he'd try to get his thousand dollars back because he essentially has like, he doesn't need like another thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. So yeah. he just needs to pay the $1,000 and that's it. Um, and just get it back later. Right. Um, so yeah, I think if Aaron left, well, that's good. That's bad meat. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not worth, it's not worth my time. It's not worth the kill or the, the excitement that I'm going to get. Like every, I guess every, sociopath or killer you know psycho has their own their own vice kind of they they do certain things they follow certain patterns and so if you know let's say a a previous victim you know maybe it was a little different but but similar you know you know and if it just didn't work it didn't work and then he just moves on to the next one and as as aaron kind of sticks around it's like okay i got you know this is going to be a good one you know and and as he says later on in the movie, it was his favorite because he, you know, it's Aaron. Aaron wants to see the, you know, the the um the good in, in everyone, and just he just can't see past this complete lie of this the psychopath, you know, and that's of course is you know his downfall, and it's 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 sad in a sense, you know. Um, I think it's very human for a lot of people to want to trust someone, and so despite everything that we've seen with joseph he wants to still trust joseph especially when we're he's like putting on an act which is probably an act anyway of of him saying or explaining things and saying hey can you come down here so i can explain it further you know yeah. because he just he believes that joseph 
is a good person at the end of the day who was like a very tr- like a troubled person but a good yeah. person yeah yeah and yeah it, I, it, I think you know i i don't know if i want to necessarily want to believe that you know good people are constantly being punished but that's a thing we see in real life all the time so i don't like fault this movie for taking that stance yeah um it's a very human emotion like i you know as you know this of me i'm a very cynical person and so i you know, there's a lot of people out there that see things a different way than I do. You know, the the glass half full situation versus a glass half empty. I've always been, I've tried to change that over the years, but I've been most of the time a glass half empty guy. I'm very cynical. It's like, I most of the time I don't believe you. You know, you got to really, you really got to do a lot of things for me to trust you. And, but there's, but there's so many other people that that think the opposite of that. And so it's, it's a human emotion to to want to trust someone and think there's good in someone, but there isn't. There's a lot of bad people out there, and and Joseph, even though this is a movie, Joseph is one of those bad people that they pray, you know, they prey on on the good people, and he prayed, you know, he prayed on on Aaron. See, I think yeah, there are a lot of bad people out there. I think most people generally are good. It's just the people that you, are. You are right. There is a small percentage of bad, and those are the ones that always the ones we always hear about, right? You know? Or they're the ones that have the most money, the most power, whatever. And so you know, it's it's a bad worldview, and I wish it wasn't true. But you know, um, Joseph is definitely part. See how like wealthy is Joseph actually? You know, he That's seems to thing, be like well I, off. Yeah. Does he just does he have no money? But so but he seems to have his own house, maybe. Because like, where else would you put all of your video? Exactly. I say videotapes, yeah. but you know, like, like, like DVDs or whatever of all the people that he's, you know. Yeah. And that, okay. So go to get back to that question really fast of like, who put this together? Well, it has to be Joseph. He must've somehow got all the footage that Aaron was filming and then all of his footage splice it all together. And now he has like a, like an 80 minute movie to check out yeah. um, whenever he wants to. And, you know, Aaron's his favorite. So he can just go back and rewatch yeah. The same movie we did yes right I, that yes i think i think as and, it ended that's what i would kind of thought of that and so and we see like in his little armoire like there's a lot of these tapes oh yes so there's you know there's probably like a bunch of creep movies out there right yeah. that yes. star joseph yes from what i understand they did a sequel to this and then i think they're doing a third one but we only saw the first one i mean but, you could easily do that with this guy oh absolutely but the, the problem is that's boring because <laughs> you know the stories was yeah you know, every, yeah you know, those every subsequent story I, um, I i don't know but i mean is he is he is he well off like does he have money does he work a regular job you know it's curious you know this this psycho you know who who maybe works an office job and makes maybe maybe, maybe he makes good money and Maybe it's an important job. I don't, you know, and he's, he's, you know, he's hiding from all of that. And he, you know, usually sociopaths are good at hiding. They can, they can blend in, you know, good example would be Dexter. You know, Dexter was good at hiding. He was good at blending in, you know. Um, I mean, as long as we're talking about fictional characters, sure. Yeah. Right. Because that that helps fit the narrative. But any sociopath really is very, you know, if you go back and you watch documentaries or interviews, I mean, they're 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 always very good at blending in. Yeah. Uh, What's that guy, Ed Kemper? Like, yeah, I think we talked about him before. I don't know about on the podcast. No, I don't think we have on the podcast, but just Um, in general. But yeah, if you like, you can go. There's plenty of interviews with Ed Kemper, like just on YouTube. You know, they filmed him for a while. And there's like a story of him, like conditioning another serial killer with like... You know, like I forget what it's called, but basically punishing him whenever he's being bad and rewarding whenever he's being good. And then, yeah. like Ed Kemper, like when he as he tells that story, he's very, like, it's, he's almost like likable. He is, <laughs> and it's it's yeah. it's very yeah. It, so you know, I think the more successful people out there are gonna be able to cue in, or maybe just you know a natural product of you know them being smart on social cues and what it takes to be a, like a. a charismatic person yeah ed kemper fits that bill i'd even go far as far to say like joseph in this movie fits that bill he's weird and he pushes the boundaries of social um, norms but like you know the you know he's handsome you know he seems to be well off um so you tend to like be okay he's just a weird guy and so like yeah everything else about him is really positive yeah so i want to give him that benefit of the doubt so Yeah. yeah like he's a charismatic person and, you know, so anyone who's able to continue talking 
and give you a sense of who they are, regardless of whether that's true or not, you tend to trust, you put trust into them. Yeah. Because he's the one controlling the narrative through his words. And so Joseph is really good at that. And we call those charismatic people. Yeah. I'm sure there's more like scientific terms to that. But yeah, Joseph does that along with Ed Kemper. And so that's why he's able to wrap these people in like his web. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's right on the money. You know, uh, they're very good at that. Um, So what, uh, where do we want to, I mean, we, we, you know, where do we want to kind of like, maybe we started a little bit already, you know, we talked a little bit about the beginning of the movie. Um, Do we want to, you know, we, we had that, that bathtub scene was a little weird, you know, Um, of course it was meant to be that, you know, the idea here is, we don't know a lot of this stuff until later in the movie, but Joseph is, you know, he's supposedly dying and he's, he wants to do a, he wants to do a bathtub, like, a, you know, since he's not going to be there for his son, you know, it's like a, giving him his first bath. And I don't forget what he called it, tubby or something like that. I I don't know. It just, it, it was, I don't know. It was very strange. And, you know, um, but again, we could chalk this up to being him being eccentric and, and he's dying and, and all these things. And so, you know, at first, I don't know if I would have filmed it, but you know, if, if, you know, if you're, if you're Aaron, yeah, I could see this. I mean, you know, he wants to film all this stuff in eight hours. He wants to do all these things. And so, you know, it's, it's plausible, I guess, you know, so we got that scene. I think they got a, uh, a, I think the next scene is, is, you know, he's, he's telling Aaron about this, um, uh, they're they're on a drive and, and, and they're going to go into the mountains and then supposedly it's a, uh, some sort of like, what is it like a, um, like a springs or something like a, like a small little, you know, I don't know if it's a, I don't know what you call it, a stream or, or, or something like that, where it supposedly has healing powers, you know, again, all of these things are plausible, you know, um, whether yeah. you believe that or not, whether you believe there's a stream, like a, you know, it's like the fountain of youth or something. It's like, oh, this, this, this stream or this, these springs, you know, have healing powers. And so it's like, okay, well, I'm filming this guy. I'm going to go, you know, whatever. So so they do that. They, 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 they go on this kind of hike and, and, but in the meantime, you know, Joseph's doing stuff that come on. I mean, you know, as a, as a, as a viewer watching the movie, we're catching these things. And it's like, you know, Aaron's, I don't know, man, he's getting, he's feeling a little, you know, uneasy. Right. I mean, Joseph disappears into the woods and then scares the shit out of him. You know, it's like, Oh man, I don't know. You know, uh, but he's, but again, it's just all these things. It's like, I'm not sure yet. You know, at least if you're Aaron's perspective, you and I are watching this going, yeah, this dude's nuts, dude. You need to leave now. <laughs> yeah. And we brought this up before. You know, you're watching a horror movie. Exactly. And I think when you know you're watching a certain type of movie, you know what to expect to a certain degree. Like, you know, there's going to be a confrontation between Joseph and Aaron. You don't know if Aaron's going to die or Joseph is going to die. But, you know, something is going to happen at some point. And you know that all of Joseph's behavior is leading to that. Yeah. So, you know, I think I almost, I sometimes I wish that you can just watch a movie with zero preconceptions. Yeah. But it's impossible. Even the title of the movie is going to clue you in on what you're watching because it's called Creep. Yeah. Right. So you can't escape the fact that what you're watching is. Uh, like an uh, an inevitability of yeah violence. I think it's I think it's whether the journey that w- you know when we sit down and we and we watch the movie for whatever it is hour and a half you know let's call it ninety minutes. Um, it's that journey that we kind of take along with this film and and whether we believe it and whether it's effective and you know and this this was. Um, you know, we, we know we've seen enough of these to know this probably isn't going to end well for Aaron, but it's, you know, we're going to enjoy the the ride while we're, you know, while we're on it, you know? So, yeah. It, you know, it's funny. Like I, this movie was pretty uncomfortable for me, but I, I still enjoyed it. Isn't yeah. that funny? You know, like, yeah, this movie is intent, like doing its best job to make me uncomfortable. I'm like, oh yeah, it's, they're doing a good job. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's funny how, you know, we can. How, how how we can let movies do that to us because we do that with horror movies too like you know i want to be scared and this in this case like it's you know like i okay i know this movie's trying to make me uncomfortable and i'm okay yeah. with that yeah yeah because you know we have the uh what the peach fuzz story that's the uncomfortable peach fuzz, uh, well we yeah. have a multiple peach fuzz stories really yeah the dad stuff with the song 
which I wonder if that was improvised. That by, seemed improv- that seemed improvised to me. For, but I'm talking about like not the actor. I'm talking about Joseph the yes, character. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. yeah. That that seemed very improvised. Like he's trying to, you know, he's trying to figure out how to. I think it's just like again, it's all part of his lie and his his act. And so so when he's seeing, he's putting on this this wolf mask, and and just you know comes up with the like a kind of a lie off the top of his head you know i got to address this with aaron and how can i address this and and somewhat put him at ease oh it's something you know with my dad and blah 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 and then he starts singing the song and dude that song was it made absolutely no sense there was no rhyme to it uh you know a good a you know a, i think a believable song has some sort of rhyming in it and it had right. none of that it just seemed like what what is he it's, talking about it's like in goodwill hunting where uh, will is like naming all his brothers and sisters and you're not quite sure if you believe him or not yeah. so like the girlfriend's like well can you say that again and he does. And he does. Yeah. It's like, can you just like do that song over for me again? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just to see if he's full of bullshit or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I'm curious if that mask was because I think he, like Aaron says, oh yeah, this was a rental. Now, how often has he rented this particular place before? And if he hasn't, was yeah. that mask just there, or is that like his mask that he brought to the rental? You know, hmm. I'm curious about that's that. That's actually a good. That's a good. That's a good question. Hell, I don't know. I mean, because my guess is, it, it, I would think that if you are a a psycho killer and you've done this before, you're not renting the same place over and over again because people would be able to track you. Aaron could have simply had texted his mom, "Hey, mom, I'm heading up to this such and such place. Here's the address, you know, to do this this eight hour thing." Um, so my guess is, is Joseph has has never has never. Uh, you know, rented that same place. And I think towards the end, when he gets that call, he was going by a different name. Wasn't it Bill or, or was, mm-hmm. yeah. So he, yeah. so we don't even know if Joseph is his real name. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't remember when his sister called, did she say Joe? I don't remember. Um, so my guess is he just uses just whatever name he feels like using, you know, and in at this particular instance, he was Joseph and he probably goes from who knows he has a house somewhere and, I mean, this, this rental could have been so far away from where he actually lives, you know? So yeah, that could have been a, just off the cusp. How do I explain this, this wolf mask here? Okay. Well, let me put it on and let me run with it. You know? Um, I don't know. That's just a guess. I I don't know. I don't know the answer to it, but yeah. The reason I bring it up is because the only reason he would probably wear it when he's, you know, chopping wood with Aaron's head is because he found it in the closet, right? And it's part of so, this. Yeah, it's part of this Joseph, or I'm sorry, Aaron story yes. for him. Yeah. So, it's, so it yeah. now becomes like a prop in that story, and it's tied inextricably to Aaron. So yeah. he would wear it when he's killing him, you know? But otherwise, like, maybe that mask doesn't, didn't mean anything beforehand. Nothing. But it's because it's tied to Aaron, we see it so many times throughout the movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's kind of like why I bring it up. I think that's like an interesting question. I like that because yeah, because with how we know about Joseph, I don't see him like reusing stuff over and over again. Because if as soon as he does that, it's not personal anymore. It just becomes part of you know his like thing. But he wants his thing is to actually create a thing with a person. Yes, so it has to be unique every single time. It's that connection he has with that particular individual, and that mask is 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 part of Aaron. So his next victim victim could have been it could who knows what it could have been it could, you know I don't yeah. know some 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 you know insert here some sort of uh, item you know uh, a belt or a rope or whatever the f it could have been you know it could have been a vase you know who knows but but it was it was relevant to that particular victim the next victim you know and yeah I I think that's a damn good that's a damn good uh, way of looking at it. I think you're right. I mean, cause it, it seemed right off the cusp to me when he was singing that song. I'm like, what the hell? It makes no sense. None of it, you know, but I think you can almost believe it when he's like doing that song because Joseph is so weird. So it's like, okay, maybe his dad was also super weird. You maybe. know what I mean? Especially yeah. when he was like talking about like the tubby scene and this is what my dad used I, to do. I, so it's, yeah. And that's like the, the really smart thing the movie's doing is like everything's just so weird. So you kind of yeah. like believe it. Um, you, you do. I mean, it's like did, I, I had when, when he's but telling. It, but again, sorry. Yeah. But it's because okay. you know what movie you're watching. You know, most of this has to be bullshit. So it's like, <laughs> what do I believe here? Right. 
Yeah, but 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 it's true. It's true. What what is he lying about? And was like, could some of the stuff with the dad been truthful? And that's what made Joseph so creepy and psych kind of psycho. You know, I don't know. You know, so maybe there is some there is some truth to his stories, the tub stuff, or I don't know. You know, um, but anyways, yeah, it's possible that you know, like there's this uh, nurturing bit of abuse. So maybe he learned, you know, to, to lie and to abuse people as a you know, like from his dad. It's possible. It's possible. I don't. You know, I don't maybe know. there's like a creep zero out there that's like his dad. Yeah, I don't know. Or it's just something that he just became as he as he got older and just, you know, yeah. gets off on it. And it definitely doesn't need to be explained. Typically no. these things are scary when they're not explained. Exactly. You and know? that's what I love about it. You right. know, you and I could sit here and talk about it. We could bounce stuff off and maybe we're right on it. Maybe we're way off, you know, but it's, you know, it's just us bullshitting, you know? Um, but, you know, we could talk a little bit about the, the whole, the whole hike and they, you know, do you think that Joseph just had, had never been out there before and was just taking Aaron on a wild goose chase and just happened to come across like it was a pleasant coincidence, this heart-shaped water thing that he was talking about. I mean, was it, you know. I think the way with Joseph operates, yeah. Like, it, I mean, he says it's a miracle. I think, like, Joseph, the person, is probably like, yeah, this actually is pretty crazy. <laughs> you know, what's funny, though, when I saw that rock, it looked more like a skull to me. Like half, oh. like half of a skull. Did it really? Because you had like an indent that looked like an eye. That's and then you fine. had the heart shape that had the water in it. Yeah. But that looked like the nose to me. And oh, then of shit. course, like you didn't see, see like, and then like the other half was gone. So it looked like half of a skull. Interesting. And I, I saw a heart immediately. See, that's funny. I only saw the heart when I looked for it. I saw the skull really? first. Isn't that funny how people view stuff differently? It's like, do you remember those? It's probably before your time, but remember those, they, they used to, it was like a, it was a piece of art. And if you, and if you stared at it long enough, yeah, I know what people, about. I could never see the image, but other people could see it immediately. There's like, and just the internet these days, you see that stuff all the time, you know? So I've, I've seen I wonder that. what it says about you and I, because normally I think I would have saw the skull and you saw the heart, but you saw the skull and I saw a heart. Well, I wonder what that tells us about See, it. the thing is, was that intentional or not? Or was know. that just like a coincidence again for like the filmmakers making the movie? Cause that looked very much like a skull to me. It oh, and then of course a heart was there too. Yeah. Now like they don't actually go into that heart. I think. No. So like that could have all been CG, but like really good CG. Or maybe some sort of weird compositing going on. Yeah. But it looked good. It like, did. I did not think it was real. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it's real. possible that it was a skull and a heart at the same time. I don't know. A two-man team. You know, at least when it comes to filming it. Like, who knows? Yeah. Um, That's interesting. But they, but there's that. I think the, the relevance behind the... I, I think what I'm trying to get at is they have this, you know, this... Uh, you know, in, in Aaron's eyes... He's not sure if Joseph is just, just, you know, BSing him and then they find it. And it's almost like this connection that they share finding this, let's say this heart shaped, whatever this is, this body of water. And then there's the kind of a bond between them there. And, the, you know, you see the, the cameras put down on a rock and you see them, you know, play kind of almost like playing in the water and almost like a baptism, so to say, you know, and it's that immediate connection and i think you know you know joseph is getting off on this it's like oh my god this is great you know like that steak analogy you're given you know and i think so, for aaron like that informs the rest of his relationship and the benefit of the doubts that he's given to joseph for the rest of the movie yeah that one that one little like connection right there in the water for yeah sure. yeah and so we so the next thing we get is they're back at there so they're at some I don't know. Some probably, I'm going to say like a little local cafe or restaurant, and and they're having breakfast, and and then you you get this. Joseph supposedly is from this area, so he should know exactly what's you know. I mean, look if you if you've reg, regulated a, a a restaurant or cafe, you know exactly what the menu is. You know what you, your go to is. I mean, you and I are creatures of habit, man. When it comes to food, we know exactly what we want. So it, it seemed a little strange to Aaron that you know, Joseph made a reference. Oh, what do they got here? And, you know, you know, and this brings up the question of whether or not like he's used that rental before. 
Probably not now. No. Because I, I, he would have probably so. been to that diner before. Yeah, and would have known. But, yeah. he, you know, the way he's looking at this menu is like he has no idea. But, oh, I mentioned pancakes earlier, so I got to get pancakes, you know. Um, but then they start sharing they start sharing a story where where Joseph asks, you know, Aaron to kind of, you know, again, to get personal. Like, tell me, you know, one of your most embarrassing, you know, I guess, I guess nah, moment. He said ashamed. Ashamed? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, you it's know. important because embarrassed and ashamed are, are different. True, true. Yeah. Uh, um, so he tells a story about how he, like, urinates his pants, you know, and, the, like, he, his mom put a monitor on him. So when it's decorated moisture in his pants, it yeah. beep, 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 beep. Yeah. And so that's what that, he tells that story. And then Joseph tells the story of how he was taking pictures of him when Aaron was in his car and going up to the house to find Joseph, you know. Yeah. You know, before they met. That's unsettling, man. Yep. That's, that's, yeah, that's, it's like all the other stuff I could chalk up to whatever. And, but this, I, I don't know if I can get, I don't know if I could get, overlook that. That's, I don't know, man. That's crossing over some boundaries there, you know. But again, it's, it's how far can Joseph, you know, push this thing to see if Aaron's going to, you know, leave or, you yeah. know. And that's what this all is Again, about. like every single time he pushes Aaron, that's him marinating the steak. Yeah. You know, putting the spice on there, Mom, you know, tenderizing it, gets, it all that gets, stuff. Yeah. It's this excitement that builds for him. And it's just, you know, he can't wait for a payoff, you know. So, so we're back at the house. It's now dark. At this point, Aaron needs to leave. Uh, but Joseph talks him into a drink. I don't remember what it was whiskey or something I mean, he's that. almost like pleading at that point he's like please just come on up yeah, here right yeah you know and it's you know and, and again it's the it's the the human side you know it's like god i okay i'm sure it's okay and the guy is dying and i said like, okay i'm just gonna have a drink with him you know even though i think aaron knows just to leave he can't do it and so they have a they have a drink and then of course we get that you know we get that story that's when the camera goes off, right? Well, he, before that, like they share a drink, right? I think it's already happened at this point. Yeah, they have and a drink. Yeah. Now this is curious. Now that we've seen the rest of the movie, um, you know, he takes a drink. Aaron, Joseph doesn't. Like he puts he, it up to his mouth, yeah, but like he doesn't a, drink it. No. Now we, I think you and I th- both thought it was drugged. I, I, yeah, we did. It turns out it wasn't drugged. No. Um, but you know, like I did. Did he not want to take a drink at that point because he had different plans? I don't Did know. Did he want to remain sober for whatever reason? I'm like, I think that's like an interesting question. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know either. I mean, cause, cause was his original plan to do something to Aaron that night and then things just got out of hand and he didn't, or he changed his mind. Like there's definitely some weird stuff going on with him not maybe. taking that drink at that point. Cause he does take drinks later. Maybe. Do you think maybe it was like he, he wanted to get, he wanted to get Aaron drunk or drunk enough to, to not go anywhere. And then during that evening, something was going to happen. Is maybe that maybe his, was his plan? Maybe. And mm. maybe that's maybe his typical MO, but it didn't work out that way. Yeah. Right. No. Um, but, you know, so he, you know, he adjusted it. And then maybe that's why Aaron is also so special because, you know, instead of it being like a one day thing, it turned out to be a multiple stretched day out. Thing. Yeah. Stretched yeah. out. I don't know. It's I, definitely I interesting. Yeah. But yeah, then we get, the peach fuzz rape story with his quote unquote wife, which, which is a complete lie. It I has mean, to be a lie. But the whole thing is a lie. Yeah. It because, has to I mean, be. He um, again brought in the, the mask. I think he's good at times. Sometimes he's bad at improvising. Other times he's really good. And I think he completely improvised, improvised this whole story. You know, I mean, maybe he could also have been telling like a story that he did to someone else and just change certain. Yeah. And changed it. it to his wife. You know, could could be, and then invented things like you know saying that she had a good night, basically. Yeah, yeah, but like he's making things uncomfortable for Aaron. Yeah, because he wants Aaron to move past that and be like, okay, can you still be friends with me? Yeah, you know, like this is a very dark moment. Can you still? Are we still friends? Yeah, and of course, when Aaron eventually turns around later on the movie, like, okay, despite knowing that, you know, and then of course even that night, like, okay, let's have another drink. You know, yes. let's still finish this thing. Because Aaron can't find his keys. Right. But the, the point is like, okay, I'm still, I'm not running away at this point after that story. Yeah, yeah. And so like for Joseph, it's like, okay, that's some more spice on the meat or whatever. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's a juicier steak now. Yeah. So yeah. 
you know, and then of course Aaron just wants to get the hell out of there. Yeah, and he, and he can't he can't find his keys anywhere, you know. And Joseph convinces him to 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 basically stay the night, which Aaron, you know, Aaron's very uneasy. He's he's he it's it's he's uncomfortable. He wants to leave, but at the same time, he's he's not trying to be a complete asshole jerk about this whole thing, um, because he can't find his keys and he ends up. What is, you know, they have a drink, but he ends up drugging Joseph with, what was it? Like, uh, it was Benadryl. Benadryl. Okay. So it knocks, it kind of knocks Joseph out, but I mean, it's Benadryl. So it's not like it's like some, you know, these, these heavy duty sleeping pills where you're sleeping through the night. It's Benadryl. It's, you know, you're asleep, but you're going to wake up. And, and so he's looking for his keys. He gets, uh. You know, this is once uh, Joseph is asleep. I think it's near the fireplace, and he gets his phone, and he goes to maybe maybe look, search his other jacket pocket to find his keys, and the phone rings, and it's Angela, which Aaron thinks is his wife. It's not his wife; it's his sister, and she, and she basically tells him, "Look, dude, you need to get out of that house now. This isn't safe for you." And of course, you know, and Aaron already felt this way. You know, he knew something wasn't right, and now this just has confirmed it. And so he's trying to get out, but then he doesn't. Joseph is nowhere to be found. You know, and and he goes out to he sees the crack door on the patio, goes out there, and then there's there's Joseph. Joseph seems a little out of it. I think it's part of the the, the Benadryl that you're talking about. And and Aaron says, "Look, I know I know what's going on, man." And then we get this. All of a sudden, Joseph bolts runs downstairs and then so it's just like okay where is where is he gone what is he doing and Aaron slowly you know it's it's that build up that slow build up of kind of tension and 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 suspense what what is going to happen here and then we see that and this is a very effective uh very kind of unsettling scene where we have Joseph with this wolf mask on blocking the front door you know that's that's that that's creepy you know, and so, you know, Aaron wants out and, and then there's this, and what is, what is Joseph doing? He's kind of some sexual thing with the door. Uh, He's gyrating. His gyrating. Torso. It's yeah. just, oh man, it's uncomfortable. Or his waist. It's uncomfortable. There's a, there's a struggle and the, 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 the camera goes, I guess, black and we don't know what's happened or what's happened here. And then we know that Aaron got out somehow and now he's back at home and so we start seeing now the next well, you know we don't see that first we, we see, see joseph burying oh the, the some, video some bags the video of trash. yeah that's right i forgot about and that. then we get the reveal that aaron's okay and then that this was a video sent by joseph apparently as like a message but who knows it could actually be a body in that bag yeah. from like a previous from a kill. previous yeah we don't know that though no and then, you know, because he's digging a hole, right? Digging a grave, I guess, kind of, you know, well, it's, come on. It's not a grave, dude. Like he's not yeah. he's not paying any respect to whatever's in those bags. It's also possible he didn't even like bury that thing, you know? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. just a message to. So he knows where Aaron lives and Aaron's, yes. Aaron's uh, you know, he's he's scared. And the bulk of the rest of this movie is just Joseph fucking with him. And uh, like, I don't know. Just being weird, sending him videos, right? Yeah. Making Aaron uncomfortable in his home. Yes. Sending him more messages through video. Yes. Right. Cops don't, you know. Cops can't help him because he has no. Nothing. He has nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't have the address for him because that was a rental. Um, I guess. Okay. Well, now that I'm bringing it up, couldn't they have like seen who? I guess. Okay. So if he was like squatting on that rental, I guess that'd be one thing. Oh, like it was, it's a vacation but home like, and he found a house that someone doesn't frequent. Right. Yeah. But otherwise, like if he like, it was like a timeshare type thing. I don't know. You know, like in Nevada, you can yeah. rent. Like, yep. yep. Yeah. You know, like, so maybe he rented that in a name, but maybe, I guess that'd be too easy. So the movie doesn't explore that, I guess. Yeah. But basically he has no information. So he can't like, I, you know, put like a. Yes. I mean, a restraining order yeah, or whatever. Nothing. No charges. Doesn't have a last name. Doesn't even know if the name's real. The, the the cops can't help him. But he gets that. He gets the one package. It's another video. And then in the box is a um it's it's a, another DVD. Um there's a, a stuffed animal. It's like a wolf, which comes, you know, obviously because earlier on we see the the peach fuzz wolf mask and 
and inside the isn't it, it's inside is it inside the wolf is the locket and the locket is a picture of Joseph and Aaron and then the inscription says J plus A just dude this is I mean yeah it's I mean, definitely is, weird you know especially if you I mean let's just say like Joseph was cool let's just say he was cool like this would be stepping the boundaries because they only oh. known each other for a day they're not best yeah. friends forever. No. And even like J and A, it's not necessarily a BFF thing. It's more like a, it's more of like a romantic thing. Yes. So and Aaron at one point never says he was homosexual or anything. No. And even Joseph is like, okay, I have like a wife. If you believe yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So like, there's like so many boundaries pushings going on in this yeah. scene. And he also gives him a knife to cut open the wolf. Oh yeah, the knife. So Forget like all that. this, like you want me to like go into the innards of the wolf? All this is really weird. And yes, he yeah. somehow has his address. So, you know, uh, that's also unnerving. And you're giving him a knife. So, like, none of this stuff is okay, right? No. And then, you know, like, I think the next scene we get with Joseph. Uh, so, there are, like, some bits of Aaron's saying that he has dreams of Joseph. Yeah. Like, I, within, like, yeah. the, the heart-shaped thing. I was bored with that. I, I To me, I just And that's feel... because, like, it's the actor, you know, he's yeah, not doing a great it's job. It's not great. It's not great. Um, yeah. And I think you also could have cut it, but I think the point of those scenes is that, despite his best efforts, Joseph is getting under his skin. He can't stop thinking about Joseph because yes. of how, like, True. odd everything is, yeah, right? Yeah, He can't even escape him in his dreams. Um. So... The next time we see Joseph is actually at Aaron's place. I think he wakes up because there's like a bang on his house somewhere. Yeah. And he's like freaking out. He turns on all the lights. He's got like a weapon, like a knife or something. The in his knife, hand. I think that Joseph had sent him. I think he has that in his hand. And he's going through throughout the house to see if he, you know. And then, you know, we, we know the camera's sitting stationary in, in Aaron's bedroom. And then it's pointed towards the door. And then we see Joseph. This was good. I liked this. I, I was I was scared by that, you know. Uh, yeah, it's the dramatic irony where we know where he is. We know Joseph is actually there, but Aaron doesn't. Yeah. Um, so we don't actually get a confrontation between those two this night. Um, he Which actually I was surprised up, by. I did think we would get that in this. Yeah, he follows uh, noises outside, and then he sees like his upturned trash behind his house, and which is weird, right? Um, but then he goes back in. He eventually falls back asleep, and then we get the camera turns back on. Joseph or Aaron is still asleep, and then we yeah. know it's Joseph, right? Yeah. And then he snips a bit of hair, and then leaves uh, with Aaron unharmed. So yeah, very very weird, very weird stuff from Joseph. And then the very next scene, um, or not the very next scene, but later on, we get a scene from Joseph, uh, his last video, yeah, saying, "Okay, here's the beans, right? This yeah. is what this yeah. explains everything that's going on." Yeah, and then can you meet me at this this place? It's yeah, it's in a public yeah. spot. Look, I'm sorry. Just let me explain things. You know, and, you, you, and, you, and if you don't want to see me again, that's okay. But at least yeah. we'll have closure. Now, now the 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 video. It's you know, it's shot. It's shot during the day. It's beautiful out. It's a lake. It's it's okay. It's peaceful. It's it's a nice. You know, it's like okay, uh, all right. That human side of me kicks in, and it's like okay, well, maybe he was just you know this this. Joseph tells us, look, I got a problem. I don't have friends, this and that, all these things. And do you think, let me ask you this. Do you think if Aaron doesn't show up, Joseph's done and he moves on? What do you think? I think because he's I think, now, he's, he's super invested in Joseph is like, oh my God, I, I'm, you know, I'm excited about what's going to happen with this guy. And this is, you know, do you think if Aaron doesn't show up, like, Screw this. I'm done. Did you think Joseph leaves yeah, him alone? I'm not sure about that. I think I think what makes Aaron so appealing to Joseph is because he keeps reciprocating Joseph. Now, if he didn't, I, I am curious whether or not Joseph would have pushed it some more or let it go and just saying, okay, this is now spoiled meat or whatever. Yeah. And I'm really sorry about the meat analogy. But it's and a it, good, but I like the analogy because it's fitting to what's happening here. I know, but it's, it's the more I say, the more gross I no, feel about it. No, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. I think it's a good analogy because it's, you're trying to paint a picture here. Right. You know. From um, Joseph's perspective, by yeah. the way, not mine. I, no. I, Aaron's no. a human in my eyes, for yes, sure. Yes, yes. Yeah, of course, of course. But, um, you know, when, when you have a psychopath so, and a, you know, killer, they think a certain way, you know. I'm not sure, 100%. I think a part of me is like, okay, that's not fun for me anymore. I'm going to end it. But I don't know if ending it at that point means killing him or just letting him go. Yeah. Uh, so the answer is, I don't know. 
I, I will say that the fun for Joseph would have ended if Aaron didn't show up for sure. I think, I think so. I, I think he would have just moved on, you know, and it, and it was like, how far can I push this guy? How much crap can I, can I inflict on him and all this psychological stuff? And, but he still, he still shows up and it, you know, because again, Aaron believes there's good in everyone and that's, and that's his downfall with this because he shows up to this park. Now, mind you, he's got the camera in his car, so he's filming everything. It's a very, again, it's a very, this, the scenery is very pretty. I mean, right. You have this beautiful lake and in the, and in the, in the, in the, uh, in the foreground, you got this, these mountains and these, these houses and it's oh, just background background. Oh, I'm sorry. In the foreground. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a very interesting I, shot. I know. I was thinking about, yeah, yeah. In the background, you got, yeah, I yeah, know that would be a pretty cool scene, huh? Um, but in the, yeah, in the background, you've got this, yeah, the mountains and the water and it's, and it's daytime and it, the sun's out and it's. Yeah. Nothing good. Nothing dude, bad could happen. Nothing bad's going to happen yeah. here. It's, it's, you know, we're out, we're out in public and all these things. And, and then he's got the phone set to, to dial 911 and. This is what I didn't understand. And, and again, and I know, I know jo- uh, Joseph says this, but all of these things are, if this was you, let me put you in, in Aaron's shoes and you go to this bench and, and within say six to eight feet is water. Okay. Well, I know Joseph isn't coming out of the water. So wouldn't you have your back to the water? So I can see everything that's happening, you know. Yeah, I would have been standing at the tree with my back to the tree. Yeah. Yeah, and just waiting and and looking for Joseph. And so he, you know, he looks around, doesn't see anything, and then he sits on the bench. Like every, like, I don't know, like everything's fine. Like, like there's nothing, nothing weird happening here. And then, then we get, we get Joseph who, you know, creeps up, creeps up, you know, creeps up behind him and. Aaron doesn't hear anything. Okay. All right. Sure. Possible, I guess. And then he slowly puts on the peach fuzz, the, 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 the werewolf mask. And, and, uh, again, you don't hear this. I mean, none of this. Well, I mean, it's out of the lake. I don't know. Lots of noises. I'm sure. But is there, because I mean, there's no one around. I mean, and there seems to be no one around where Joseph can now, you know, pick a, you know, grab the ax or how he has the ax in his hand and we see the ax and, the axe, of course, we saw earlier in the film and this slow build up to, you know, he comes down on on Aaron's head and, you know, kills him with this. Uh, he hits him more than once, right? He hits him twice. I mean, where are the people? This is a lake. It's it's sunny. It's beautiful out. And there's and it looks like there's a path and there's a bench. There's no one around. I mean, Jesus, what's the odds of that? I mean, it's, you know, of course, it's a movie and, you know, but I don't know. but still he. I don't know, man. I mean, me, I'm, 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 I got my back to the lake. I know he's not coming out of the lake. You know, this isn't some, you know, I don't know, Friday the 13th where Jason's coming out. It's, you know, and now he's, but again, you know, he's, you know, uh, Joseph kills him with this ax. And, and then we, of course, we see this video footage of, of Joseph talking, you know, you're my favorite because, you know, no matter all, no matter what I put you through, you thought there was good in me and, you know, and uh and yeah i mean it's uh yeah and that's like the brilliance of the movie for me that's what makes everything work this little this this tidbit at the end is kind of like the latter like the second half of a frame narrative but without the first half right yeah um and that justifies the entire movie of what we're seeing because he most likely put all the stuff together filmed that bit put that in at the end or whatever right yeah um, I guess I guess there's a couple of bits that don't make a lot of sense with him, like picking up a call for like Bill and showing like his armor or whatever. But who cares, yeah. right? Um, yeah, um, yeah, and it's like obviously that was stupid by Aaron, um, but it makes sense because this entire movie is that question of just how much trust can you put in people? Yeah, right. Um, especially when they're acting strange, and like how much benefit of a doubt can you give to a person? You know, um, obviously that's his downfall. Again, I think this movie is pretty cynical because, you know, you have a good person like Aaron continuing yeah. to give more than he should, and then he dies for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that last scene with Joseph is kind of makes the movie for me. It, it did. It it, did it's yeah. kind of like on the nose, and it explains what's going on, 
but I'm okay with that just because, you know, I kind of want to see more of Joseph anyway. Yeah. I kind of want to see what his perspective was on everything and all that stuff. And him seeing that little bit and giving one last message to Aaron, even though he's passed on at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of steals the deal from the movie. It's like a nice little period on the whole movie. It's yeah. good. It is. It is. Uh, you know, um, yeah, I did. I, I did like this movie. Uh, yeah, I, I was uncomfortable through most of it. Uh, just not sure where it was going. We knew, we knew Joseph was a weirdo. I mean, come on, he's a weirdo. I, I don't want to keep saying creep because it's him, but he's a weirdo psycho. But we just was just curious on where it was, you know, where it was going to end. And uh, we knew it was going to end well for Aaron, and it didn't. But it was cool. I, I did. I like how he, they they tied everything up at the end there, uh, you know. And then, yeah, we, he gets a phone call, and, of course, he's going by a different name. And then we see that, yeah, we see that, what is that, like a little closet or whatever that was. It was that, and we see that there's just, I don't know, man, hundreds. I don't know if it's hundreds, but I mean, there's a lot of other people. And so he's, he's done this for a while, you know? Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I dug it. I like, I like the movie. Um, you know, I'm not usually not a huge fan of these, these like found footage movies. I mean, you know, I don't know. They're whatever for me. Um, uh, that doesn't mean I hate them. I just, whatever, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. You know, I definitely recommend it to someone who hasn't seen it, you know? Yeah, I'd say check it out. Yeah, I like this movie quite a bit. You know, it's a good one. Have fun with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do we do we uh, talk about? I think we hit everything. I don't know anything yeah. we left out. No, nope. Cool. Well, I think that's it. Uh, that's gonna do it for uh, today's episode of Creep. Check it out. Um, you know, uh, I think that's all. Everyone, take care. I'll see you next time, guys. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you tell everyone about our Ear for Fear podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ear for fear you can also check out our website earforfear.com there you can keep up to date on news events and episodes you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts we hope you come back and get an earful